us having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lens. It's me, Andrew Lens from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... PSAP Radio Network! The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Exclusively at BICBP-radio.com. I am one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined by the other host of this amazing show, Sean Fritz. Sean, COVID or not, you're recording with me. Ex- exactly. Exactly. How you doing, dude? Hey, man. I'm uh, I'm hanging in over here. I got my fresh. I got my fresh delivery of character-driven masks, Ooh. and I'm ready to go out in the world. You got special masks. I did. I found this. Uh, I did a Google search and I found this app called Redbubble. And it's basically like Etsy, but they have a section for masks. And I found a really good artist whose name I'd have to look up right now. And it's, uh, I found a bunch of, not surprising, Power Rangers themed masks. It's the <laughs> lower half of the mask that would cover for like f- from the nose down. Wait, is it? And, hold on a second. The Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, right? Well, there's, I mean, there's 26 seasons, Chris. Keep because up. I was gonna say, doesn't isn't it? Don't they all have the same bottom part of their face? Isn't it just a silver? Nope. It looks silver, like a silver I mean, face. It, it, Lips and the nose. It's, sometimes it's a mouth. Sometimes it's like just flat silver. Sometimes it's just a solid color. But there are distinguishing things that you can see on it, like every version of the Iron Man mask. Is a little different. Okay. So it's it's like that. Okay. I gotcha. How many did you get? Well, I bought, I didn't buy it just for me, but uh, I bought it for me and for Christian, my co-host on Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Nice. And I had to buy four to get a discount. So I bought five. Sweet. And I have, I have to ship him his. So there. I also bought some to pander for some of the potentially upcoming conventions that I know people will be at. So, you know. I pandered and got the Time Force Red because Jason Fawn is is scheduled to be in Fayetteville in October. If that happens. Well, fingers crossed, but we'll see. We got yeah. three months. No kidding, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy how this just, I mean, it's still the thing. Still got to wear your masks. Nothing's changed. Um, well, well, it has. Things have regressed, which is super awesome. Thanks, oh, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks, Florida and some other states, dude. Texas, uh, California, they're all just kind of doing whatever they want. Like the mayor whatever. of Georgia, or the, the governor of Georgia is doing whatever the heck he thinks is yeah. uh, scientifically accurate. Yeah, I'm going to sue you if you say <laughs> you have to wear a mask in, in your city, uh, mayor of Atlanta. 
And I don't even know, dude. Oh man, that guy is a mess. It's, I it's, saw a YouTube video of him. He only wore a mask barely, and it was almost hanging off of his ear at one point when he met Trump at, as he was getting off Air Force One. Good That's Lord. the only time he wore it. I'm like, are you? What, what's wrong with your face? <sighs> oh yeah, there's no mask on it. I just I don't even know anymore, man. I just feel like it's just gonna happen, dude. People are gonna be dumb. Let me sum it up for you, Chris. In this one simple statement, effing people. <laughs> effing people indeed, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think that's why it's it's easy for us to kind of let ourselves escape into movies. You don't it's, have to deal with real life and real idiots. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, you can watch idiocy and stupidity take place on a screen, but guess what? That's planned to be that way, and we're all along for the ride for that. In that particular hour and a half to two hour window, we sort of know what we've signed up for. Yeah, exactly. And even if it's horrific, we know that at the end of it, it's not going to be as bad as as portrayed. Whereas in reality, it just looks like we're heading towards the the edge of a cliff as a society. We're all Bonnie and Clyde, Ugh. just on our way out the door. Devil's Rejects, the last scene of Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Um. Speaking of movies, dude, today's going to be a big one. This is our, our, our drive-in special, the drive-in double feature. You want to tell the good folks at home what we're watching today? So today we watch, well, we're talking about what we watch, the, uh, as you said, a double feature, first feature, first, uh, uh, I don't know why this is in the Library of Congress, the <laughs> original 1987 RoboCop. get the best of both worlds the fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer assisted memory and a lifetime of on the street law enforcement programming it is my great pleasure to present to you robocop this guy is really good he's not a guy he's a machine old detroit has a cancer Cancer is crime. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal. Your move, creep. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. What is this shit? Anything you say may be used against you. A cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory is admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill it. Get in the car, for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Followed by the 2014 reboot, RoboCop. You ready? This Detective Alex Murphy and Officer Down. We are on the eve of a technological revolution. We need to give Americans a figure they can rally behind. Give your mom a kiss. Hi, baby. Too slow, boy. 
We're gonna put a man inside a machine. He suffered fourth degree burns over 80% of his body. If he survives, he'll be paralyzed from the waist down, confined to a wheelchair. You say you can save him, but what does that mean? What kind of life will he have? What kind of suit is this? It's not a suit, it's you. What the hell did you do to me? Make him more tactical. Make him look, uh, let's go with black. When the machine fights, the system releases signals into Alex's brain, making him think he's in control. But he's not. It's the illusion of free will. I've selected 13 targets, all wanted for murder. This is the future of American justice. You need to speak to your son. Somehow, he's overriding the system's priorities. The human element will always be present. Compassion, fear, instinct, they will always interfere with the system. Better alive. You're coming with me. Hmm. I gotta tell you, the original 1987, I probably haven't seen since I was like 14 or 15. You know, a kid. And I had never seen the 2014, re- 2014 you said, yeah? I have seen both. Oh, okay. But the the original I saw probably... I remember Family Guy rip, um, uh, lampooning the Murphy scene in the from the original, mm-hmm. and doing it with far less camera angles, meaning it was just like a side view and just guys just continually just unloading their every gun that they had on them. <laughs> and I was like, "What? What are they? Re- what are they referring to?" So I had to go and see it. And this was long before YouTube was as owned by Google, so you know there wasn't a whole lot on YouTube, and you know. Um, you know, broadband modems were like six meg over one as opposed to the whatever everyone has now, fiber and, you know, gig speeds and everything else. So there wasn't a whole lot of video content mm-hmm. that was, you know, this is probably like 2008, maybe 2007 that I saw it last. And that was the only time. And then 2014, I saw it probably two or three years after it came out on home video. Man. Um, we're definitely going to get into this, but there's quite a stark contrast in quality of film for for, for these two movies, even quality of story, mm-hmm. uh, at least from my point and, of view. And acting and wowzers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump. Like, look, we're going to go right into it. So I figure the way we do this is we're just going to discuss both movies when we're discussing our topics. So, uh, Dude, why don't you take the honors? This is your double double uh, feature for driving. What's what's up with the plot and the story? So the, the plot of the first movie, and, and honestly, both of these could be drilled down to it's someone who's given a second chance to investigate their own murder, which I think is a really interesting concept, which yes. is done periodically in certain ways. You know, there's cops that are ghosts. There's you know, Minority Report type stuff, Philip K. Dick. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but, um, you know, Wikipedia tells us that 
Robocop 1987 is set in a crime-ridden Detroit, Michigan in the near future. Boy, they're not far off, by the way. Uh, Robocop centers on police officer Alex Murphy, played by Peter Weller, who was murdered by a gang of criminals, hilariously, might I add, and subsequently revived by the mega corporation Omni Consumer Products, OCP, as the superhuman cyborg law enforcer Robocop. The 2014 version is uh let's see where does it start um yes i know who's in it the film was okay screen gems blah 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 darren arnofsky was originally tied to this but you didn't know that did not know that yeah and then he's like i want to do everything that i want to do not what you want to do um and basically the uh there's no brief summary like there is on the Mm -hmm. first one but it's it's set in 2028 multinational conglomerate omnicorp which is an updated name of ocp um, revolutionizes warfare with its an introduction of robotic peacekeepers capable of maintaining law and order in hotspots uh, around the world, led by CEO Raymond Sellers, Michael Keaton. The company moves to make its market to moves to market its technology to domestic law enforcement, but the passage of the Dreyfus Act uh, forbidding uh, deployment of militarized drones in the United States prevents this. Blah blah blah. Basically, there's a um, instead of there's a public outcry where we don't want drones. Right. This is this is too long for me to read. No, th- um, you, you got it, though. I mean, overall, both of the stories is this cop who gets murdered by, you know, and, and has to figure out his her murder. But there's also that other underlying thing that goes through both of these films. Um, you know, it's the, the idea of the merging of man and machine. When does man become more machine than than that, and when does he lose his humanity, right? When is he no longer a man? And does that happen, or will humanity and the man aspect always override the machine? Yeah, and and you know they do show you know in the original RoboCop, they basically say we're going to wipe his memory, we're going to wipe all that in the you know, and they do, and then he's just just a a drone more or less with with a three prime computer directives, and in the second. In the newer reboot, it's um, he is controlled from a terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when they want him to wake up, sleep, this and that, and then um, you know when he goes into defense mode, war mode, as as it were, or, or whatever they called it, um, the machine takes over but lets him think he's in charge, right? Which I think is a pretty interesting concept. And then you know, it's that man machine uh, dual duality of man and machine. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of that movie. And then a little later when uh, the man seems to be overpowering a lot of the machine and they don't like it, you know, they strip him more of his humanity to make him more robot-like, which then again, uh, just like in the original, you start to see that the the humanity still fight that and still kind of overpower whatever was written into the program, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, liked, I liked the way that they showed that in both of them. Um, I, I don't know that the... Obviously, there's more science on robotics in general, so mm-hmm. I think they did it in a slightly better way. But just actually showing it on screen is, I think, it's still difficult. Where it's like, I want to raise my gun, but I can't shoot you. Yeah, that's kind of silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the future, right? The '87 Detroit was was interesting it was an interesting because again you know this is 1987 so we're working with 80 1987 special effects uh 1987 you know equipment technology um and there's a lot of times where you can see that you can see it (laughs) you know what i mean well well, and here's the funny thing i've said this before 
Star Wars was a thing 10 years prior. Yes. Know, not quite 10 years prior. Granted, ILM is on the cutting edge, but man, it looked like thank you. Those those Ed 209s oh, yeah. are just straight out of stop motion like the 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 Godzillas and the um what am I thinking of? The those type of um yeah. those to, you know, those Toku type uh type movies and and do you, it honestly it looks like it would wouldn't even be good enough for television. Yeah. We're definitely look that's the, there's so much to say when it comes to special effects. Uh, but look, you know, in terms of the plot, it does follow the same idea, but there are differences in both stories. Um, there's what I really, I got to say what I really liked. Um, so here's one of the contrasts for me on the original and the reboot when it comes to the plot and story was the original, I felt like went out of its way to kind of rush its, its, its way to him becoming RoboCop um, and then spent a lot of time with just like these little kind of um, little vignettes of him fighting crime, you know, and what he could do. Uh, where- I love the 80s montage of him just going around <laughs> and arresting people. Yeah, yeah, driving around. It was like um, it was better than They Live's eight walking montage. <laughs> but the it same wasn't feel, as dude. Yeah, but it, I mean, there was at least more than just walking. I mean, yeah. or driving in this case. You know, he gets out, he, he yeah. you know, ruffles some fools and then, you know, he gets back in his, in his car, but he doesn't arrest anybody. He just no. records them doing stuff and yeah. you assume that they get arrested somewhere maybe. Yeah. But that's, that's man, it's like, dude, it's, that was the thing. Like a lot of time is spent there. There's not much time exp- uh, explaining what happened to his, his, his wife and kid. It was said, it was something that was kind of said in passing. But there was nothing. There was nothing there. You know what I mean. And it felt like there was nothing to tie him to any kind of humanity aside from his partner. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? And that Barely. Was, and that was it. That's my point. Whereas they were on half of a shift oh, together. That's ridiculous. And she's like, "It's me, Murphy. Yeah, or like, it's me, uh, Lewis. Who? I spent five minutes with you, and half of that time you were laid out by, uh, you know, in a bunch of boxes. Good lord. And but so to contrast that, the reboot spent a lot of time kind of bringing you into this into into Murphy's life uh his relationship with his wife his kid um it was you know it was an important thing because in the in the first one they really try to make that connection and do the little heartstrings when when RoboCop goes to his old house and sees kind of these images and these kind of you know uh, of uh, flashes of what it was and whereas here um in this world in in the new version where they keep the family around it becomes more it's it's more important. It because I feel like it adds another layer to this, and 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 really feeds more into what it is that makes humans human. You know, and and if we did ever integrate with machine, you know, do we lose our our humanity? And I feel like this really focused on a lot of what makes humanity is is you know love and emotion and and a devotion to people. Um, so I really liked that a lot when it came to the plot. I could see you know. The, the RoboCop from the 80s was about, we want to show you a lot of bangs. We want to show you a cool robot cop. We want to show you this. Whereas here it was like, let's 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 start delving into uh, the ethics behind it, the morality behind it, the science behind it. Let's talk about what it would really be like. What would somebody go through psychologically and emotionally? How would their family interact and what would happen? How do corporations, you know... Uh, take advantage of this and exploit this like there was so much more in the 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 reboot than there was in the original for me 
Well, and you know, you mentioned the family. There was there was that one memory of just them waving as he was as the camera pulled back. Yeah. From I'm like, what is this? This is not setting up any emotional attachment or ties to anything. No, I think um, the emotional attachment was supposed to be, "Hey, Dad, can you do that with your gun?" <laughs> like over and over, yeah. they played into that TJ over and Laser. over. What the hell? That's obviously TJ Hooker and some type of sci-fi thing. <laughs> laser what? Major Laser maybe? Dude, when is he that, said TJ Hooker, TJ Laser, I thought TJ Hooker immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they showed you the video. But, but So you were talking about the flashbacks at the house. What the hell happened in that house that there's like a million de- like bags and wrappers of just everything open and strewn about? Did, did they have to leave in that much of a hurry? Right. It to, was so get out of Dodge? weird, dude. And then like when you walk into the house in the future, or the 87 version, you know, they they played with like there was this kind of digital version of a, of a realtor, right? Welcome. Take a look. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting the house up for sale, you're still leaving dead plants and dirt all over the like the mantle. What? That's weird, man. What? Yeah, it's i don't get it at all yeah it was very see that to me is very sloppy writing when it comes to writing the story you want things that that help to kind of solidify the main focus of what you're doing here and that doesn't that's that kind of stuff really just throws me off it's just it's just oof it was it was rough you know and then again the dialogue man some of the dialogue from the 80s so many one-liners yeah man they love their one-liners dude they really did they really really did yeah, it was um it was it was interesting. I mean I don't even know. The I mean I'm not even going to dwell on it. Let's just move into the why don't we move into the actors and talk about that cuz that has a little bit more depth than what the hell is this? There you go, actors and acting. The acting dude in 87's RoboCop was wow over the top ridiculous wow can we immediately just go straight to weller getting blown away yeah oh yeah let's just I mean, let's just kick it off right there dude immediate and I, this was one of I, so i was talking to you about this before right before we recorded i was talking to johnny and carter of history creeps and i was telling them my thoughts on this and this was one of my arguments i don't think i've ever seen aside from it, it, those really over the top kind of gangster movies or or cops and robbers movies like i've never seen somebody just sit there and take slug after slug after slug and just scream and their scream lungs out and scream and who gets shot yeah who gets shot with a shotgun and just gets just screams right like every single normal normally somebody gets shot they just crumble they crumble right to the ground and he stand yeah. there taking slug after slug and arms falling off and and screaming his head off and I'm just like and he's still alive he's on his knees right he's still alive like no no it just doesn't happen dude that totally I guess as a kid I never paid attention because when I saw it to, uh, yesterday when I was watching I was like oh man what really it, it's almost like I mean the way that they did it it's it's very like cringeworthy even if it was in a hor- it, it belongs in like a like ash or like the evil dead movies yes, it's, yes. it's that level of campy and what the hell is this garbage yeah it totally but it's in is a serious movie that made a lot of money 
which I can't, I, I feel like, so to me, yeah, it just doesn't age well. I see this nowadays and I'm just like, wow, that's horrible. Or how about the, the executive, right? When he first gets blown away by one of those robots <laughs> at the beginning, like he's taking shot after shot after shot. And he's, I mean, it's, and you're talking about a high powered, high caliber automatic weapon. That's just blowing you away and he's just standing there dancing around like a marionette and then jumps back onto the you know the table of 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 the little city model chris i want to remind you that this movie from 1987 spawned two sequels a reboot a pending sequel to the reboot two television shows two animated television shows several comic books lots of action figures you can't, and you can't forget Bash of the Beach, dude. You can't forget Bash of the Beach, WCW, RoboCop. It was, wasn't it Capital Capital Carnage, man? Oh, was that what it was with with Sting, dude? Yeah, I was hoping. That, did Johnny tell you about that? Oh, we we discussed it. I caused, oh, I brought it up. I was like, that was my favorite p- appearance of RoboCop ever. Um, I don't know before seeing know. the reboot, right? So at least with the reboot, there's so again the 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 acting for the reboot for me was much more believable. And I think you know you well, look at the caliber of actors. There you go. There you go. Seriously, let's let's be honest. There you go. Um, it's and again, it is it is the, the era, right? Because there's we've discussed this when you watch a lot more. You watch older films, style of acting, the way people acted was a little bit yeah. overboard at times, or a little bit cheesy, or a little bit this or that. Um, so again, now it's a little bit more natural. So when you're watching a film now, you know you kind of have an expectation of how somebody would react or do or say something. So when you see it in a 1987 film that's overboard. Um, it does. It takes you out of the film, dude. Like the, the Weller getting blown away was just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah, I see it happen. It's just so, so, so just over the top that it just feels ridiculous. Whereas in the reboot, the way Murphy, you know, ends up being hurt and dying with the car explosion, that one's so much more realistic and you knew it was coming, but I didn't like, I wasn't expecting them to actually like show the, you know what I mean? Like there's always this kind of cutaway or this or that, but that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you think about it too, people know how to actually film for, you know, there's a cut, there's a cut, there's mm-hmm. a, you know, whatever they put a dummy in there that's got relatively decent weight, you know, whatever, but you know, it's, you know, I don't want to get into the, that part of it too quick. I don't want to gloss over some of these names sta- you know, some of these people that are actually decent in the, uh, in the, the original, like, uh, the late Miguel Ferrer. Oh yeah. 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 I yeah. Mean, he is so young in this movie. He is dude. He is. I mean, I'm on his IMDB, like first credit, 1981 Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. This was just six years later. Um, he also, ironically, in one episode of played Sonny Unger in an episode of TJ Hooker. <laughs> nice. Also the cousin of George Clooney. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. And he played the vice president in Iron Man three. Did he? I don't remember that. I'd have to go back. I don't Iron Man three is one of those ones. I like to block out. It was a little, not rough, that bad. a little rough for me. Um, um, Kurtwood Smith. I was going to say, I mean, dude, you can't forget red man. Red's in this one. So I watched this with E I watched them both with her actually, and uh, uh, I'll I'll give you her inf- her uh, thoughts on it later. But the second he shows up on screen, she says, "Well, hello, Red." <laughs> <It's> like, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> but he's cool, right? Because he like immediately. That's my first kind of uh, of uh, reaction, right? Because I'm I'm just so uh-huh. used to the '70s show and him playing Red Foreman. But ironically, his career started in 1980. 
Oh, there you go. Um, but for me in this film, give him two minutes on screen and already already I saw a different character. I thought he did good with this, oh, man. Yeah. I really liked his character. I really liked the way he played him. You know, kind of like this cocky, cold, calculating kind of a guy. He's he's almost like a king. He's like a drug kingpin almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he's he's the leader of the underworld. If you want to think of it like that. Yeah, I thought I liked him a lot. Um, you know, complete disdain for the cops when he's and you got to love the amount uh-huh. of like of, of saliva and red dye they gave him to spit on that report at, when he was getting arrested. Oh Remember, goodness. I was like, holy, like who spits like that? Like that's like a, he loves to spit. <laughs> I'm like, how much saliva does this dude have? Well, he kept getting like beat up, and he's got blood in his mouth. Yeah, uh, but he's awesome. Kurtwood's awesome. Um, Weller again. He's- I mean, he was he was good for what he was doing, but there were parts of. I mean, I guess also you want somebody that's kind of robotic, right? In in their acting well, because it came across. Yeah, he he's very limited in his movements. He's very robotic, literally, you know, in all that, and it's it shows. And you know, the way he turns his torso and then his head, and you know, it's just the suit doesn't lend itself very well to to normal running like in the second in the reboot but i'm wondering if that if 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 it was an acting choice or was it really the limitations of the suit uh for weller uh that he's walking around constantly with his arms kind of out ready to to you know have a showdown at the okay corral well you could tell that they didn't really go to any type of uh, military training beforehand especially when they're in that in that steel mill where he's just like He's just holding his gun like all yes. willy nilly and just kind of waving it around when he clears the room. Yeah, like, I was, wow. dude. That's funny that you noticed that. I did as well. As soon as he and his partner uh, are, are running through the, the, you know, and they've got their guns out, and even the way she's holding it, I'm like, you're a cop. You're trained to hold your your weapon a certain way, how to move a certain way. Like this is definitely they took no time to be like, hey, let's try to make this somewhat realistic so people can buy into it. You know what I mean? They're just like, do mm-hmm. it. Just go out there and act like you're a cop. Yeah, pretend. Let's play pretend. Um, what was her name? I forgot her name that plays his partner, but, uh, Nancy Allen. Yeah. Nancy Allen. Um, they, they share a birthday. So what else has she been in? Because I mean, she looks familiar, but she's not anybody where I'm always just like, Oh, I remember Nancy Allen from this. You know what I mean? There's, I'm looking at her, her list here and there is, I mean, she was on the commish for an episode. My parents watched that show and she was in Robocop three and Robocop two. And Poltergeist 3, you know, she's in all the good ones. Poltergeist 3, I think that's maybe where I remember her from. Doesn't she play the aunt of, of, because isn't... Patricia Gardner? Yeah, isn't Poltergeist 3 the one that takes place in Chicago? Uh, She's in Carrie as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Harginson. Who do we have on the 2014? So obviously, what's his name? Oh, hold on. Oh, hold hold on. on. We got some other big names in, in Red's crew, as it were. Oh, uh, there are. Ray, Ray Wise. He mm-hmm. is. Um, I, I thought it was William Devane at first, but it's not. Uh, and he's in a lot of everything. Uh, TV shows, movies. And uh, oh, what's this? Oh, um, he, he always played like Powers Booth. You know how he always before he had passed, how he had um, how he was like, I'm super important because I'm Powers Booth. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they just bring that kind of gravitas with them. Um. He's he's one of those guys. He uh, let's see, Paul McCrane. Uh, he is in a ton. He's always working still. Um, ironically, both of them were in Twenty Four. I don't know why. 
I forget why that's important. Hmm. Um, oh, he was in the X Files, couple a couple episodes. Nice. And he was in another movie that you would like. Where to go? Where to go? Uh, RoboCop. That oh, the Blob. I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, Dan O. Oh, this is the one I was looking for. The old man, Dan O'Hearley. He was in Halloween Three. Back in the day. Nice. Who do we have on the cast for 2014? What's the what's the main guy's name? He's in uh, what's his name? McKinnon or what is it? Uh, Joel McKinnon. McKinnon. Uh, Joe, excuse me, Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman. Uh, yeah, he's in Altered Carbon on uh, Netflix. It is a very good show about downloading your consciousness. Um, and there's there's a whole lot in that. He's a relatively newer actor that I noticed anyway. Uh, he is in the new Suicide Squad movie playing Rick Flagg yes. because the guy from the first one isn't coming back. Oh, he was in. Oh, he was the guy in the first one. Never mind. Uh, so he'll be coming back. Uh, beyond that, I don't really recognize a whole lot of his other stuff. They look like just. Oh, he was in a short called Chihuahua. <laughs> nice. And the yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a ton of other people. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman immediately. Like that. Great. That is that's a star power right there. Gary Oldman, one of the greatest actors of our times, man. Really, really one of the greatest. And I love. And he's a lot of times he's he's used for villainous roles. I love that in this one he's not so much a villain. I mean, he's he's kind of working with the so-called bad guys, but he seems to he's be. A, he's got a he's got he's a an unwilling accomplice. He's an unwilling participant. Yes. I, or or a. Uh, uh, not unwilling, but he's a whatever the word is. You know what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill in, draw, draw your own conclusions. Um, so Oldman, you know, plays Doctor Dennett Norton. Dude, Michael uh, Keaton. You said it earlier. Michael Keaton plays Sellers, CEO of Omnicore. Uh, what a what a resurgence in his career, right? Like ten, five, six years ago, he was quiet, wasn't really doing too much, and then all of a sudden, he's just coming back hard with so many different roles that it's just like, oh, Michael Keaton's back. Do you think that he got the villain, the vulture from this movie? The he got that role? Probably. Probably. Yeah, he I, plays I, such a good so. kind of, you know, the the CEO without without the care and the you know, he didn't care. He just has no no morals, no ethics, no nothing. Just do what he needs and to he, do for the bottom dollar. And that one scene toward the beginning where he just twists everything, he's like, No, that's not what it is. In my book, it's this. It's like, wow, dude, you're just twisting everything so that it makes sense for you. Yep, exactly. Uh, dude, Samuel L. Jackson, what are your thoughts on he this? Was, oh, I love the character because he's playing some like right-wing Fox News type character that just doesn't care what other people think, and he's going to speak his mind. So I love Samuel L. I just feel like the thing with, Sam, with him is that everybody just relies way too heavily on the fact that they want to hear him curse or or flip out and go nuts do you know what i mean at the end, toward the toward the exactly. end exactly and and so yeah. i liked his character up until it was that and i just felt like okay now it just feels like we don't even need this character you know like and i was thinking to myself could i go through the whole movie and remove him completely and retell that a different way and i think i knew what they were doing because in the original you know how it opens with the the news reports, Lisa Gibbons and that other guy doing yep. the news. You know that too. Yeah, dude. When I saw her, I was like, "Hey, entertainment tonight. <laughs> What's up?" Um, or or Lisa. Lisa. Oh, that's right. She had her own talk show, didn't she? Uh, I, that's what people tell me. That's nice. Um, oh yeah, you you didn't watch it, huh? <laughs> but I thought to myself, you know, I see he's the news guy. He's the one that kind of brings us into how and 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 
we know more about the corporation and what they're doing because of his character. But I, I think, yeah, I think towards the end when he started to become more Samuel L. than the character he was playing, I was like, okay, they, you know, obviously it's written in there for that. They didn't need to. They could have kept him being a certain way. I don't know. He's great, though. Samuel L., anytime I see him on screen, I love him. I really do. I, 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 for me, he never goes wrong. I think what they did with it, with that character and, and likewise with the news uh, from the original is that this was used to further the narrative mm-hmm. to basically give a lo- the the voiceover the mo- that type of monologue through through the setting of a a, a news television show mm. you know and he can have different sides weighing in what this person thinks what that person thinks you know and it's just small bits of you know small sound bites more than anything else yeah um Let's see the character of Jack uh, of Lewis, the partner Lewis became a man in this one. Michael K. Williams, dude, from The Wire. Yeah, she. Uh, he, uh, you know, I haven't watched that show, and I need to. Oh yeah, he's a great actor, dude. He's a really good actor. He was also in Boardwalk Empire. You ever see that one? No, still haven't seen that one. Yeah, either. that one's really good. That's one that I got into. Uh, loved it, but dude, when I saw him, I'm like, hey, Michael K. He's in this. Um, well. He- you watched this one with me as well, and she said, oh, he's in The Purge Anarchy. Yes, he's also, uh, yep. He, uh, she said that, uh, oh, that guy, he's always in. He's always a villain or a gangster. I was like, okay. I, I don't know who. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of his, um, any of his stuff yet. Um, Jack Earl Haley. Yeah, I, you can't go wrong with him. I mean, I, 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 you know what? I thought that he was just the guy... Playing around with the weapons, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was the same guy in the exosuit because he sounds a lot like um, um, Jason Lee. Yeah, in the way he talks in this movie, yeah, just like those those quips and like almost like it's right out of a Kevin Smith movie, but a little bit more substance to it. Yeah, for sure. I think. We'll, let's see who else was on this. Um, oh, again, this one he came out of nowhere when he saw when I saw him. I was like, oh, he's in this. Uh, Jay Baruchel, the guy who plays Jay Baruchel, the, yeah. the marketing guy for Omnicore. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm just in marketing. <laughs> yeah, Jay Baruchel is great, and he's not playing like that over the top silly pants. No, uh, he's he's actually a little bit more like a marketing guy. He's an ex. Yeah, he's not even an eccentric marketing no. guy. That's the best part about no, it. No, there was a little bit of a sliminess to him where he kind of knew what we had to do to get the good PR and, and do what you got to do kind of a thing. Uh, a little bit of self-preservation, yep. but not oozing like like Red Foreman was. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then, I mean, overall, you know, the it's all, all over the uh, across the way. They had a, more, a lot of good actors on this one easily. Oh, you can't forget Marianne uh, Jean Batiste, the, the captain. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did like, not see that. That swerve at the end was good. Did not see that coming. Yeah, that was actually really mm-hmm. good. I liked that. Oh, mm-hmm. and how that was a cool part too. Uh, oh, we'll we'll talk about that oh, later yeah. on the the spots in the films that we liked the most. But yeah, um, I, overall, I feel like the 2014 cast benefited from having some really really amazing actors and actresses to help pull off this film, and uh, also a better story to tell. Yeah, yeah, they de- they definitely had a better reworked story. Um, let's move on to the soundtrack and the score. Was there much in, in the '80s version in terms of no. soundtrack? No, right? It was all kind of their score. It, yeah, it was. It was. 
all yeah it was all just the song you know the the, the robocop theme yeah that's about it um yeah what about in the it. 2014 film i can't i can't even remember if there was music to that one itself there was a couple there was uh some frank sinatra oh that's right there um, was frank but I mean, they didn't rely on the. I mean, it was a it was an original soundtrack, but it wasn't. I mean, most of it was. Yeah, there's quite a bit that's. Uh, there's 25 tracks on the on the on the 2014 soundtrack. Um, they're all you know. They're just descriptors of like uh, like calling home when he he calls his wife for the first uh, time yeah. or you know um explosion when he goes back and looks at his hat or uh, that was a robocop presentation where he goes down that glass elevator and blah 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 interesting not much going on with the music i guess you know aside from it being an original score there wasn't anything that stand, stood out for me you know you know like when we watch scanner darkly and immediately the music works you know what i mean like it, yeah. it kind of stands out to you it didn't on either end on on the original or on the the remake for me that this i guess and i guess for a score you know it did what it needed to do just kind of be there for a background and pull me through scenes yeah there there was some that that you could tell when like the music started to swirl around it it wasn't overly loud though which was good because it would have i think distracted a little bit more but yeah the first one had very little soundtrack compared to this one and i think it it didn't benefit from not having anything, but it definitely did. Yeah. From the, uh, from the, the reboot. Um, yeah, not much to say on that. So let's move right on to, and this is going to be the best part, special effects. Oh boy. <laughs> That's one way to put it, right? Well, because when I say that it's because we're, I'm referencing the 87 version, obviously. Hmm? Uh, talk about not not aging well man i don't think it aged well the second it was put out man man oh man we said it at the beginning of this but one of the things i noticed right away because it's part of the story immediately is what's the name of those big robots i forget it's like eb something ed ed 209 yeah totally look like it came out of like stop motion you know the stop motion class it's godzilla yeah. Oh man. What was the movie? Do you remember this movie? Was it the the I forget what it is, where it's an old school movie where the Attack of the Titans or, or fighting something where he's fighting the the Cyclops. You know which one I'm talking about? And it's all yeah, stop it's, motion. Uh, Clash of the Clash Titans. Clash of the Titans. That's what this looked like. This looked like all of a sudden Clash of the Titans, you know, effects crew came in to to make these robots move around. Yeah, it's uh well I mean it, it's that, it's the Godzilla, it's oh man. I'm I'm seeing I just Google Clash of the Titans and I just moused over the video <laughs> yeah. tra- you know the preview for the trailer and yeah. wow do yourself a favor and just listeners just yeah. Clash of the Titans 1981 specifically yeah and it looks like for RoboCop 6 years later they didn't really make any kind of progression in terms of stop motion animation it was it's rough dude it's rough and you were saying look Look years earlier. Look to seventy nine Star Wars, and they still pulled off stuff to look really good. I just don't understand. This one was, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. There was a scene when he's fighting one of those machines in the stairwell, and it's literally acting like it's an animal. 
Like it's 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 wriggling around. Like if it was a robot to me, I think it would have just Turtle. stopped, right? It was wriggling around and trying to right itself, and it was even making like noises, like it was like mm-hmm. grunting or it was something. Throwing a hissy fit. What in the world, dude? Okay, so here, I think the 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 way that the Ed two hundred nine looks is the same way that I would, you know, the same. I, I get I get like um, I can draw a comparison to that of history of the world the way that looks you know the mel brooks movie it just looks like hot garbage i mean the movie's hilarious that one (laughs) Uh, but watching it you know just the color schemes and the way everything is overlaid and there's not really much of any 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 you know effects in it yeah but just the goofiness and the way that it looks so low budget i think is really what this also looks like it's um yeah, for something like that, it was rough. But I got to tell you, when so when we look at RoboCop now, that looks good to me, right? The, the the costume design looked good. When he removed the visor and it was kind of like the you know the Weller face with the robotics behind it and the like the neck and the head, I thought that looked really good. I thought they did a really really good job with that makeup. Yeah, I mean you can kind of see it on the side where they had to like. Um, you know, like blend his face into the the robotics mm-hmm. that sat on the back of his head, but yeah, otherwise it looked really good. I mean, he could have put that helmet back on; I would have been okay with that too. Yeah, it was I a little creepy, little, right? Yeah, it was like yeah. it was almost like it's it was like uh, looking at your arm for the first time after getting a cast off that you had on a while. Like it looked kind of weird. Like you didn't want to look at the skin right now, and you didn't want to look at the flesh. It was weird, dude. Because you didn't listen to the doctor and you just didn't bag it up whenever you uh, took a shower. Oh God, it got all shriveled and crap. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, a little much. Um, in the eighty, 80- well, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, and and you know, also in the you know the eighties versus the the eighty seven versus the the reboot in twenty fourteen, there was a lot more focus on the weaponry. Mm-hmm. You know, the weapons were so over the top. I mean, that pistol is iconic. Still, yes. they didn't really use it but that was his only gun he only used one gun and it was a like a three or four shot burst which i thought was pretty cool for a pistol granted it's still it's it's a hand cannon really but like the sniper gun the sniper rifles that shot the rpg you know the shotguns were just overly it's like did you ever see um i think it was renaissance man not was it renaissance the one with stallone and um Shit, what's her name from Speed? Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I know what you're talking about, though. It's uh, something. Those man, cars that. Man. Yeah, it's um, um, let's see. Demo- Demolition let's Man. Real quick, Demolition Man. That's there you it. go. Uh, Renaissance Man was with Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Big difference. Big, <laughs> totally not, different not quite movies. the same. That's an interesting double feature. That'll be a good co- comparing in contrast. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Uh, but you know, the way that they did the cars, they basically put ground effects on them and made him like one full bubble mm-hmm. and there was no windows or anything like that. It's kind of like how they did the, the guns with this yeah. is they just co- covered every, you know, textured piece and made it look like one fluid piece of, you know, one body. Yeah. But, yeah. It's one of the things I had to, uh, so in in comparing and contrast, uh, so eighty seven the the suit looked cool, right? I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. The new the version, shoulders, though, man. much better. The new version, so much better. Obviously, sleeker. You know, it's it's up to date. It's futuristic looking. But then there, here's the difference, right? 
when you have the when you have Weller wearing something, I think what we have in the new version, you also have some computer computer animation, computer generated effects that are helping the movement of the character. Because Weller, when he's moving around and and somebody goes, remember when he stops that woman from being raped and she runs and hugs him? If he's a robot dude, he should move. Not not at all. There should be no movement. It should be like a stone when she touches him, right? And because he's an actor, you can't really like solidify himself that way. But in the new version, I don't know if you noticed, every time anybody came in contact with him in any kind of way, there was not there was none of this kind of human wobbly kind of uh, you know thing to it. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, it was almost like he was dead still. And I'm I'm assuming a lot of that had to do with CG. Like he was too heavy to move. Yes, yes, nothing, yes. Like he was like legit nothing... solid. They didn't press him, and the foam gave way. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, but like I was saying in the eighty-seven, when the woman she, like hugs him, he's 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 unsteady on his feet because he's a human being. He's not solid, you know, and and un- immovable. Whereas in the new version, they really it went out of their way. At least it, they they took the time to make it look that way. When his wife gave him a hug and stuff, there was no no movement whatsoever on his part. He was he was he was stone. He was standing, you know, dead dead still. Uh, that was something that I really picked up on um, when you were talking about like the way they do the cars, the guns and that stuff. I loved in the second one and then reboot how they gave him a bike instead of a car. Oh, and that bike was cool. So I, nice, I actually dude. commented on it a couple times. Like, look at those lights. They're not blinding. Right. They're not, you know, they're not just overt, oh, so but they're, it, it was a really cool redesign. I really liked that. Yeah. And then again, we're talking special effects. So in the new, everything in the new version is going to look so much better. You know, the computers, mm-hmm. the all, all of the graphics they did when, um, you know, Samuel L. Those show. TVs, those those wallboard TVs mm-hmm. that they had, mm-hmm. where it was like they were using them as visual aids, and you know, with Samuel L. Jackson on the TV mm-hmm. doing gestures, and those, I I want that Minority that Report so, stuff, dude. It's so awesome. It really was. Um, what about the um, so the, the when he was when he was taking down that one guy who uh, in the in the original, and he you see through the visor basically you see his field of vision mm-hmm. and it uh, it shows the suspect and it says underneath in red totally stoned, <laughs> and then you know they showed the C, how he's uh, accessing the CCTV in the in the reboot yeah just the way that they they updated that and the way that they pulled all that information in, I just thought that that was really you know it, it was a nice. Nice update, but at the same time, it was it was keeping with the uh, the consistencies of the character. Mm-hmm. But big question, Chris, is did you like the black, or did you like when they went back to the original? And it's, I believe it's called Detroit Steel. Is why it was that silver. Uh, uh, did you like the black? Yeah, I or did. did. You like these the silver? I really liked the black a lot. I really did. I thought you know it's nice to have an updated version, and I get the kind of. The you know the want to hold on to the nostalgia look and and bring it back to the old school look because even they had a shot with the helmet right it was like a another version with the old the old visor mm-hmm. it was like a dual line visor yeah I like the new the... one dude I really 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 like the new one a lot I thought it was super sleek it was so badass it was very nice and updated uh, I, I was a, I'm a huge fan of the black yeah I like that um, when they you know. I think you, I might've cut you off earlier when you said when they took Weller's headband off, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the headpiece mm-hmm. uh, compared to the new one, I think you were going to say something about when they took all of his robotics away, notice how they kept the hand. Yeah. And because in the original one, they're like, get rid of the mm-hmm. hand, the arm's got to go. And I think they kept that as a nice little touch weird as hell, the way they did it. 
but when they took all of his robotics away and you see his lungs and his brain oh, when they're doing brain surgery, it was weird, man. Well done, though, and, right? Uh, like, how realistic did that look? Yes. So why couldn't they then make him a body that looked like his body? <laughs> you know, if they're going to take away his robotics uh, and, you know, his, his tactical thing, mm-hmm. take that away and give him a human-looking body so that his kid isn't scared to death of his dad. Right, right, right. Not Something not so bulky, something you could put, like, civilian clothes over. You know what I mean? Yeah, some, some sort of clothing. Something, yeah, and, and if they, you know, if these police officers go through this RoboCop pl- program, why don't they give them that body so that they can, you know, still with that Kevlar lined or Kevlar covered or whatever, uh, and then so that they can put on a police uniform so that they are discreet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, well, I think on, at least in this in this respect, the idea behind, behind what Omnicore was doing, it's about looking militaristic and looking that way, right? So you want to look, you want a guy looking more like a Humvee rather than a human. Um, than a Yugo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but overall, yeah, I think we could easily say that 2014 blows 87 out of the water when it comes to effects. Like Even when we talked about the death of Kinnaman, it was like the explosion in the car. That looked so realistic. Even when they did the replays, when he revisited the, the site as RoboCop and he was replaying it using the security cameras, like it looked realistic from different angles now. Now he's laying there on the ground, kind of charred up on certain parts of his body. Dude, it was... Uh, yeah, definitely the the the, the special effects the uh, reboot transcends the original. I think it helps make the movie as well. Yeah, you know, plus better story and whatnot. So. Easily, um, overall, what we're so so in this film, let's go, let's go back and forth in '87 and then in the reboots. Uh, let's let's discuss some of our favorites, you know, scenes and or quotes. I mean, because the original has those cheesy quotes, right? Like the, the oh, tons. protect and serve or thank you for your cooperation or whatever it is he says. Have a nice day. Yeah. Dead or alive, you're coming with yeah, me. Which they I mean, used in the, in yeah, they used in the other, which was awesome. It was that, that kind of little, you know, that little nod. I was like, hey, that's cool. I like that he did that. Uh, don't forget the I'd buy that for a dollar. Yep. Oh, <laughs> what was that show, dude? What was that show the, that they just kept you showing? You know what that, sh- that show reminds me it's basically i would i would liken it to the owl my balls show from idiocracy oh that's another one we have to watch um yes idiocracy dude um it also it kind of reminds me it was like a benny hill type of show too right because he always had those like scantily clad women running around if i'm not mistaken (laughs) but uh, or or in in the 87 movie or 87 the 87 movie oh Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, and it was like he was just like I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah, there wasn't. I mean, scene wise, you know, it, it, there's there's the uh, just that scene when he takes off his visor that was kind of an, a, a memorable and that imprints. And unfortunately, because it was over the top and cheesy, the death of Weller's Murphy uh, is a memorable death. It's just ridiculous, but it's it's memorable. You'll remember that because of how ridiculous it was. It's ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. On, oh it's so ridiculous yeah on the newer side dude one of my favorite parts i have to say um was that part where he he went to confront the uh was, was she a commissioner whatever she is right and and they turn him off he literally just drops that was so uh-huh. crazy good looking or when he was running away originally when he's freaked out and they're like wait 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 running through the rice fields and then they just turn him off what that was really cool well and then also i think part of that too yes it shows that he's 
literally made overseas because America won't have that kind of yep. stuff. But it's also showing his freedom of choice in that moment too. He can stop and listen, or he can continue doing whatever he is that he wants to do to run run away. Yeah. And they just shut him down in a rice field. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot, dude. I mean, aside again, I'm a huge fan of action. Also, so when we get to that scene where you know he's first the, when he's uh, comparing himself, he's doing the, he's running the same kind of exercise that the the, the full on robot was running in the 2014 one. That one was kind of cool to me too. I like that. Again, it showed this kind of he's human, so he's going to make these these last second decisions that will slow him down, but he's making human decisions, you know, based on humanity. Um, so that would, I liked that a lot. This kind of showing you side by side, the coldness of the robot and what makes humans human, you know? And that's exactly what the Senator's argument was. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think overall, dude, it was, uh, there was a lot to see in the updated version because it was, you know, it was, it, we have better technology. We can show that, um, the, at the end when they, or when they put him through that test, remember when they put him through the test to, f- to blow away all of the different robots and then go up against the guy running mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, and just where it could, sh- and that's where you were saying earlier, they actually talked about how they tweaked his brain chemistry so that when it came time, the second that visor came down, he was in battle mode now. And even though in his mind, he thought he was in control as a human, the battle mode kicked in. It was all it was all like born identity style style stuff, right? It was whatever was ingrained, he was just doing it automatically. Yeah, yeah, it was just what you said. Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, you ready to do this, dude? You ready to give these some ratings? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I, I'm pretty sure I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. Uh, I'll go this. I'll go this week. I'll go first this week. I'm going to go back to back. I'm going to do 87, then I'm going to do 2014. 87, I will tell you easily, I can probably sleep well at night giving this. And we're giving it what? Police drones, right? Yeah. I'm giving 1987's version 2.5 police drones. Um, Higher than I thought. Yes. Well, only because it still has a good story to it. It is a good story. It's a cool story. Um, It wasn't completely cheesy. There was a lot in there that was still pretty decent. Um, you know, some of the some of the action was pretty was okay. There were scenes where you know it was still enjoyable. I still enjoyed it, even though it's it, there was a lot that took me out. Even though there was a lot of times I thought to myself, "Man, this does not age well." Uh, there was still enough for me to enjoy it and understand why this character of RoboCop embedded itself in pop culture. Like everybody knows Ro- RoboCop, you know, everybody does. If you grew up in the eighties, nineties, or two thousands, you know this character. It's it's uh. He's just—he's one of the new downloadable characters in the Mortal Kombat game, the, the more recent one that's out. This thing is going to be around. It's part of pop culture. Um, so for that, and because again, the story wasn't too bad, and it, and you know there were parts in there that were enjoyable. And again, if you go into it with this kind of let's enjoy some a little bit of an eighty cheese fest, uh, you can enjoy it a little easier that way. So I'm giving it a two point five. Now for the 2014 version, man. That's like, dude, it's like getting, you know, it's like comparing PlayStation 1 with PlayStation 5 coming out, okay? Uh, Upgraded beautifully. I think it was a gorgeous looking film. It looks really nice. It's really done well. A lot of really nice shots. Uh, You know, the camera, the camera work on it was done really well. You know, the acting I thought was, I really liked the acting a lot. Aside from, like I said, at the very end when Samuel L just did Samuel L, he actually wasn't that character anymore. That's, that kind of threw me off, but... 
you know, Kinnaman did great. I think a lot of uh, Oldman's amazing in this. Keaton was awesome in this. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. Even the kid, the guy, the kid that played his son, you know, really was kind of a believable uh, in, in what he was doing. So I really enjoyed the acting in this one. Um, special effects blows the first one out of the water, but you can't, you know, you can't, you can't compare because again, we have better technology now. Um, so, but again, overall the story and how much I enjoyed the sec, the, the reboot, I would have to give the reboot for me as a 4.0 police drones. Wow. Wow. I, I would have pegged you for just under four. There you go. So I will, um, I will add to what you said a little bit, um, I would honestly liken these to um, Terminator and Terminator 2. Not a reboot, but you have to have one before you have the oh, other. And I think that's where this this comes into that's play. That's good, dude. Um, I see that. I like that. You like yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Um, so, you know, Terminator, the Terminator, the, the original 1984, is, is necessary to have Terminator 2 because you have that evolution of, you know, the T-800. You have the birth of the T-1000. And, you know, just the liquid metal, you know, all, all that stuff, everything that happens in those. You can't have a reboot or a shitty RoboCop 2 without the original RoboCop, which, Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This movie was emerging of two ideas. One of those ideas was born from a poster of Blade Runner. Oh, nice. it was a man hunting a machine. That's pretty sweet. Oh, do you know yeah. when they were talking about that, about the machine and man thing? For a while there, I was thinking, they want to make something more human than human. Ooh, like you Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, you know, in 87, yes, it is it is totally 1987. I mean, the only thing missing was neon shirts, but I don't think they were going for that look here because it's a very dark, gritty movie, and it, it's some of, the, some of the themes and some of the ideas are way ahead of its time. Uh, I mean, you have building a city on top of a city where, as we all know now, that's where the 1% will probably go to escape all the crime from, you know, the lower tiered life forms, as they call, as they think of us, uh, everyday working folks. Uh, you have the so class divide, gentrification, yep. you know, um, uh, ethics, morals, this, that, you know, mega corporations. Uh, it hits the nail on the head with a lot of this stuff that's currently happening unintentionally, I think. And maybe they were just seeing things, you know, through a different prism or, or more of like a future vision type thing of this could happen if things continue to go as they are, which to a degree I think they have. Um, not always for the better, unfortunately. But, you know, um, the original, like you said, Ed 209 is just, Wow. You know, that and then the, the temper tantrum that it throws when it falls down the stairs. Yeah. It, it just makes the movie that much worse. Uh, obviously, but through, you know, through CG and, and you know, just the advent of, of better CG than stop motion and pasting it over the frames, it looks a heck of a lot better. Um, I think for the first one, I just got to give it just a, just a hair higher than you, a 2.75 out of 5 drones, just because it is... The original. It's what bored, er, bored. It's what uh, the rest of the the second movie is born from, and and I think a lot of other things were born from it as well. Um, but the new version, I gotta go for four point one five, just because it's so many better actors, uh, and and maybe they're more actors of my time as yeah. opposed to a movie from from a movie that was 
I was four years old when that movie, when the original RoboCop came out. So I can't, I don't know a lot of those people unless they are, if they're older because they've probably since died and I don't really watch movies from that long ago, you know, 50s and 60s yeah. because they're just not realistic or, or you can't relate to them, you know, in this generation. Um, but it, it's so well done, so updated. The story is so much better. There's so much more uh, emotional pull to it. It's not It's not like, hey, we got to get to RoboCop in the first five minutes and then the rest is just, you know, 118 total minutes where the first hundred and or the first five are Murphy and the last 113 are RoboCop. Mm -hmm. This one's like, we're going to get there and we're going to make it believable and realistic. And it's going to be slightly future, but it's not going to be like future where we're flying cars type thing where it's like, I can't relate to any of this. Uh, So I think they did a good job of setting it just 10 years, uh, 12, well, 14 years in the future uh, from when the movie was, was released. Um, so, you know, and and no different than, you know, this is the T2, so to speak. I think T2 is the better of the, of the two movies, uh, comparing Terminator and the Terminator and Terminator 2. But again, you can't start at step two. You have to start at step one. Um, you know, so uh, I think 4.15, uh, out of five police drones for the 2014 movie, uh, which I would put that one on my shelf, but you almost have to get the two pack the original and the reboot just to just to have them for comparison. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? And that's what I'd like to say. Uh, I gave it a 2.5, the original, but that doesn't necessarily mean because it's a lower score that it's not going to be on my shelf. Uh, I would definitely keep this on my shelf only because, I mean, there's movies I love that overall, if I was to rate it based on thoughts on certain, aside from nostalgia or like having these movies that you're like guilty pleasure type movies, if I want to rate them realistically, what I think of, of that, you know, it's always going to be a lower rating anyway. Uh, but I would still keep it on my shelf. So Robo, I would say both of these would be on my shelf for sure. Yeah. If they come out in a two pack. There you go. And a, and a Shakur. Um, Him too. Next. Uh, <laughs> a big, a big two pack. There you go. A biggie of a two pack. <laughs> next, uh, next one we're doing, we're doing more of a newer release. Uh, you know, we don't, we're typically a lot of our shows. We're doing some of the old, older movies and classics and, and favorites that we had growing up. But uh, this one, I have not seen yet. You said you have not seen yet. It just came out, yes, last year, I believe, um, and has had rave reviews. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. You can see it on Netflix. This is Adam Sandler's newest one, Uncut Gems. Come on, come on. The fuck's going on, man? Ever since I met you, man, you've been giving me the run around with everything, man. What do you mean? I feel like you're fucking with my emotions. You're just playing with me at some point. This hasn't been straight since I came here. You understand? Why are you saying that? Since I bought the Oprah, it's just one thing. You know, I come back over here, I brought it back. How would I brought it back? I didn't have to bring it back. You understand? You know, I show up at the auction. You had somebody bid against me all these fucking games. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you don't know. You don't think I know this? You don't think I know none of this? It's complicated, KG. You see this face? Do you man, see here's this? There's $165,000 right here. Cash. I'm showing you because it's it wasn't easy. Six percent goes to Demani. I've already taken that out. All right. All right. I guess. I guess that's fair. Let me get the fucking opal, man. Let me get the fuck up out it's of here. Opal. Yeah. It's opal. Opal's very valuable for you. Absolutely. Okay. I did that. Get the fuck out. I I respect you. I respect your passion. Okay. I always have. I thought you was a fan too, man. I'm a fucking huge fan. What'd you pay for this? Real shit. What'd you pay for this right here? That's not a fair question, Kevin. All right? This uh, We're talking months and months of fucking my time. I'm not going to take the money back when I did the deal now. What, I'm just saying. Straight up. Straight up. Me and you. Mano mano. How much you pay for this? Fucking, uh, when I pay, I paid a, uh, that's, this is, that's, 
telling you, that's, if I answer that question, it's very misleading. Why? It's, I paid a hundred grand, okay? So you doubled your money. I'm the joke here, all right? I got fucked. A million dollars is what I was supposed to get. I get a fucking what? Made 65 G's? You gave some niggas from Ethiopia a hundred grand for something you thought was worth a million dollars. You don't see nothing wrong with that, Howard? Ethiopian miners, you know what these fucking guys make? A hundred grand's 50 lifetimes for these fucking guys. A million dollars is more, it's my point. You well, understand? If you want to win by one point or fucking 30 points, KG. Right? I see you out there when the fucking stadium's all booing you. You're 30 up, you're still going full tilt. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys at tonight? Take a look. Let's see. Are you, are you serious? You gonna put us up right here? Look at this shit. The Sixers are supposed to win the game tonight, they think. We don't keep track of none of that shit. Who they think on game seven you're not gonna get fucking 18 points. They don't think you're gonna get eight rebounds? These guys don't know shit about ball. What the fuck are they doing? Doesn't that make you want to fucking kill them? Doesn't that make you want to say fuck you for doubting me? Doesn't that make you want to step on fucking Elton Brand's fucking neck? Come on, KG, this is no different than that. This is me, all right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I work. This is like a crime movie, right? I, I mean, I don't know, know too much about it. I just heard that there's a, a lot of good reviews for it. I think it's a like a heist movie, but more like he's a sports agent because there's a lot of sport athletes oh, in it okay. too. So that's, honestly, I know not much of this. So I'll be interested to see what what it's actually about as well. Yeah, that's kind of fun going into a movie not knowing too much, uh, and you know, because if you go in without expectation, who knows what you get? Um, Anyway, that's yeah, that's what I used tried to do with all the uh, Star Wars movies recently. Uh, Can't do it for the new for the old ones. Oh yeah, you can't do that. You got to go in with no expectation, or else you're you're leaving that that uh, that theater a crying fanboy. Um, anyway, all right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. That was another episode of Silence Your Phones, RoboCop 1987 and RoboCop 2014. Go check them out. Let us know what you think. And uh, that's it. I think for, for for me and for Sean Fritz, we say thanks so much for listening. And it is now time to unsilence your phones.